Hello, this is Taya. And this is Laura. And today we are just doing a wrap-up of overall our Star Wars thoughts. And we're going to go through kind of each uh, trilogy and just kind of give overall ending thoughts. And um, we would answer questions or if there was anything that we didn't talk about before, we'll talk about now. And um, anything that maybe we forgot when we were doing that episode. And... Anything that maybe we didn't think about before, but now we are, <laughs> now, now that we've had time to kind of sit on it, we, we're thinking about it. So that's kind of what the, um, the deal is with this episode today. So um, we'll go ahead and start out with the prequels, one, two, and three. So one, what was your overarching issue with episode one, or what do you think the missed opportunities were in episode one, and what did you love about it? So what I thought missed opportunities were, same as we were talked about before, which is the telling versus showing, and also not showing enough of the Jedi's heyday. Um, they told about like these really fun things about Qui-Gon, you know, defying the council and all this stuff, but we don't get to see them. And it's the first opportunity that we have as an audience to see when the Jedi were in full force, when their religion was at its biggest. And we don't get to see that. So that's a missed opportunity. What I did like about it was was a lot of the actors in it. I, of course, love Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon. I love the character of Qui-Gon. Love Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. He's a little more serious as Obi-Wan than he is in 2 and 3. Um, he's more just... Uh, he has, like, more to prove. Whereas yeah. in the other one, he's like, stop trying to prove stuff, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> Forgetting that he was there in 1 yeah. all along. Yeah, and he's not in as much as 1. Like, during... Their time on Tatooine, he stays in the ship, you know, mm -hmm. that's how he meets Anakin is when they come back to the ship. So that's, those are things I like. I like the introductions of those characters. Um, of course, Qui-Gon dies and that's sad. I like Darth Maul as a character a lot. He made a very good, compelling Sith bad guy foil to the Jedi. I also wish we had more time with him as I do Qui-Gon. I understand that would have changed two and three. But as we all know, I would have <laughs> changed two and three anyway. So yeah. those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I think the showing versus telling is the biggest issue with the trilogy. Well, it's the biggest issue with Star Wars, honestly. Overarching, <laughs> they have issues with, um, with showing versus telling or telling something in the wrong spot or showing in the wrong spot when they should have just told you. And I think episode one, I think the first trilogy, the prequels, are <laughs> the biggest offenders. Yeah, for sure. And I think one had a lot of good points. Like, there was a lot of potential. And I feel like a lot of people hate on this movie. Like, they think it's the worst of the three. And I disagree with that. I, I think too. this is a perfectly fine movie. It just, like, the biggest issues with it are one like you said we don't get to see the jedi and i understand like the jedi at this point aren't necessarily doing well like they're right before their downfall they're not connecting with the force well you know they're they're having some issues <laughs> um and then they're like yay we have a chosen one who's going to help us through these issues but i feel like that wasn't really set up well it didn't really make a whole lot like the only time we were really even told that not like especially not shown because we're not shown anything with the jedi but we're told is like you know people are gonna find out like we can't feel the force you know and it's i don't know 
And yeah, I never got that. Even when we watched it for the podcast, I never had a sense of like, oh, the Jedi are having trouble connecting to the Force. They had, I knew they had trouble seeing past the dark side of the Force, but I never connected it to anything more than the dark side was able to cloud things that they could see, which I thought was very vague. Like, it yes. doesn't explain anything. Because they just cloud everything. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so, that didn't that didn't make sense, but that I never thought it was anything to do with the Jedi themselves having trouble. Yeah. And we all know the, the issues that I have with um, the baby talk and the stupiding, like, the dumbing down of the Gungans and um... My issues with uh, what's his name, Jar Jar Binks. It's just, yeah, they're they're annoying and they're dumb, and I think having annoying and dumb aliens, <laughs> it 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 wasn't entertaining. Yeah. But if they had kept the same storyline, they kept the Gungans in there. If they would have just made the changes, lowered, you know, Jar Jar's voice got rid of the stupid speech and just gave them like normal speech or even like an alien accent would have been fine you know no i agree and we talked a lot about that in one um when we focused on episode one and then taking out stuff that was unnecessary there was a lot of unnecessary stuff which again goes into telling versus showing it wasn't just like they did the opposite sometimes they showed us stuff that was irrelevant yeah told us stuff that was important exactly and again that happened so lot in one through three um so moving on to two now it's like what 10 years later 10 years later 10 years later anakin is now 19. 19. He's 9? I thought he was 10. I'm sorry. I don't he's know. 9. Not that it makes a huge difference. Nine, he's 10, 9 and 20. she's 14. <laughs> I know she's 14. Yeah. I always thought he was 10. He's 9. They're 5 That's years. That's even weirder. They're 5 years. 14. <laughs> They're 5 years apart. I know, but 10 and 14, at least they were double digits. 9 and 14 is just... Well, maybe it was almost his birthday. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's 19 and 20 in that age range... Which, yeah, so now he's 19 and she's 24. Yeah. I'm sorry, I am past both of those ages, and looking <laughs> back and thinking of <laughs> a 24-year-old and a 19-year-old. Okay. <laughs> I know, but... Okay, when I was 24, I dated a 19-year-old, just so you're all wondering why I'm offended right now. <laughs> Literally, when I was 24, I dated a 19-year-old. someone who is 19 again based on my own personal experience of being 19 I'm just like yeah I could see why that would be (laughs) a bit of an issue for you (laughs) yes absolutely well it didn't phase me at all obviously (laughs) you decided to follow in the footsteps (laughs) apparently that's what I did ended about as well (laughs) (laughs) anyway so yeah, that movie. Now they're now they're older. They fall in love. 
and not much else happens in that movie. They talk about the prophecy, <laughs> which we don't hear the prophecy in one. We hear of it, but we don't hear the prophecy. We don't know where it came from, what exactly it says. And they Nothing. don't explain that in two or three either. <laughs> it's basically the overarching problem with one through three is it's the only prop it's only trilogy excuse me where we get a prophecy mm. but we get zero information except that there is this prophecy out there and that they think anakin is the one to bring balance but they never say like maybe the they don't say how he's meant to bring balance to the force obviously they think it's one way and well and they don't really another. they don't really explain why the force is in balance like we know it's shaded from them we know they're not super connected to it because bad things are happening and they're not able to do what they used to do but that's all <laughs> like we don't get a sense of urgency in oh the force is unbalanced what things could they used to do they couldn't in one through three because i never got that sense that they couldn't do things that they used to be able to i think it's more well for one they could sense sith like it like he literally says if the sith had returned we would know about it mm. and it's like yeah dude there's literally a sith like standing next to you 90 percent of this movie <laughs> like <laughs> you know okay. so it's like they could sense things before whereas now they can't and that's mm -hmm. really the only clue we get into it huh. and now according to like the new ones <laughs> seven, eight, and nine. seven eight and nine apparently the force users can do all kinds of crap well, that's another inconsistency <laughs> we'll talk about later um but yeah two was a love story that we really didn't and the costume change in the middle of the battle yes that is that is the, that Padme is the, Amidala. that is the culmination of that movie the is perfect <laughs> crop top from the cat scratch and it's like even if she had been scratched in the back and then they cut away from her for a little while. And then we come back to her and it's like, wow, she's been battling for some time. And each time she gets a piece of clothing ripped off. No, no, no. It's literally, <laughs> you see the cat swipe her back and then it goes to her front. And she is like mm -hmm. literally in a different outfit. Perfect crop top. Yes. So funny. That is that is what I think of when I think of this movie. Like, I don't even know what else happens. I think there's clones involved. <laughs> At the very end, they finally attack. No, it was... I already talked about it, how they could have done it better in so many different ways. They could have had different stuff happen in between one and two that would help. The timeline should have been different. The timeline should be different from this point moving on, especially because of what happens the the problems it creates for four five and six mm -hmm. which four five and six were already made so you would think you would base <laughs> your timeline off of four five and six you would think you one, one would assume but no yeah i think the timeline was wrong and i think that they spent a lot of time on the romance and on how they got the clone war the clone army which we never have the mystery solved yeah it never explains it in any of them Ever. Master Sacadeus. Who, who the heck is that? He died. He was on the council and he died. That's what, we, like, that's what we know. But did he actually die? Did he make the army before it? Did somebody steal his identity? Did Who stole his identity? Who created the clones? I, who, or, who paid for them? Like that's they, they wanted payment. Like I always assumed that Count Dooku stole his identity and did it. Or that Sacadeus was also a Sith and ordered it and then died and that's what I always assumed but as you said they don't actually ever answer it so like, all you can do all you can do is assume like also they created the romance with Anakin with the idea that 
Jedi aren't allowed to love and they're not allowed to have relationships. And then that's literally not in the originals and it's not kept in the new one. Like there is no point to that. Like literally everything that Darth Vader became Darth Vader for was worthless. And so I really feel like they shouldn't have put so much emphasis on the romance. It should have been a rushed romance because if you can just get two people to look at each other and smile and like have a little flirty stuff like and then have them just kind of see moments in the background or something it's believable and it's probably more believable than their actual romance where it got a bunch of little snidbit scenes that were the middle of scenes and not actually an entire scene <laughs> I have to give a shout out to my least favorite slash favorite uncomfortable moments couch <laughs> by the fire in the old black leather outfit mm -hmm. where it's like we're stepping into the middle of a conversation a deep like deep in conversation intense a lot of emotions and fire lighter going and you're it's like you're walking into the middle and you just feel uncomfortable the whole time you're watching <laughs> <laughs> you're just like I really I shouldn't be here for this this should be done in private like this should be an off screen moment <laughs> is really what should happen and that's what I think like if they would have just like because it's believable they have like a little like he obviously has a crush on her in the first movie and then they could have done it to where she now he's an adult she reciprocates and then it would have been believable. Like, honestly, if you would have cut to episode three where they're married and he, like, comes off the ship and he sees her for the first time and they, like, hug and kiss, like, I would have believed that they were already married. Like, if you had taken all of their relationship from the time, like... Just take two out, basically. Yeah. And then skip to three. Yeah. It's like, I would, have, to do. I would have believed it. Well, so moving on to three... If I remember correctly, what you wanted to do was take three, like get rid of two, exit out, doesn't exist as a movie. It, take it would three. be, yeah, take three, make it two, and then have like everything that happens in episode two, and have like it be minutes. like the first ten minutes of of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just and then bring it down. The first half of three and the second and then, half of three be the third movie. Yes, that is what I would do. That's how I would fix the timeline is have episode three be episode two and end when Mace Windu dies and then have an entire movie dedicated to what they do in the last 10 minutes of three <laughs> and have the fight that Obi-Wan and Anakin have in the Jedi temple yeah and bef before what was before the the killing of the people? the killing the Feder not the Feder yeah, the trade, Federation. killing the Trade Federation before he attacks the children in the Jedi Temple. Yes, 100%. Like, he should have killed the Trade Federation, won the war, quote-unquote, and been a hero, but then been doing bad... <laughs> and then been doing bad stuff behind the scenes, lying to people, double deceiving agent. people, double agent for a long time. Yes, you I know, like that. Padme got pregnant at, during the time when he was lying to everybody, and... Um, and then you kind of see his downfall slowly oh but surely culminating in him destroying the temple, Obi-Wan confronting him, them fighting in the temple. What I also would have liked, which I don't think I mentioned when we did episode three, um, I, I, I think I mentioned I didn't like Anakin killing the children. Mm -hmm. It was really, really dark. 
and especially, I mean, everyone should feel saddened by the murder of a child, but I have a baby, and I was just like, ooh, child, that was, <laughs> Jedi or not, you're not going near my child. Um, Mama Bear came out. Well, I kind of, I think what I would have liked is Anakin shows up, Obi-Wan's there, he stops him, he's so busy fighting Obi-Wan that the children escape, and then we just kind of get it made known that, you know, they... Force users either have to go into hiding or they get hunted down and killed. Mm -hmm. I would have liked that better than just straight up he goes in and kills the younglings. And that's just a me. That's just a me not that's wanting right. him to kill younglings. <laughs> Which I get. I would have, if he was going to kill younglings, mm -hmm. let's, okay. He's going there with the he's, no, like, if, if they wanted, like, all of the Jedi, all of the Force users to die, oh, which yeah. means the kids had to die, Yes, they should have died in, like, an explosion. Like, there should have been a transport that he blows up or something. Like, he shouldn't have gone in and individually murdered them with a lightsaber. Because then he is show. looking at the child, he's looking at them, and it is a direct choice. It is not being seduced by the dark side. It is a direct choice to do an evil act. And the fact that he does it so quickly is so unbelievable. <laughs> and Which is so, why we'll be here at the end. Yes. So basically, when we're, now we're, there, we're in three, we don't hate three, we would just want it spread out. And a mm -hmm. few things in the timeline changed. I think the biggest change, again, would be um, Obi-Wan and Anakin fighting in the Jedi Temple and him destroying the Jedi Temple as it crumbles around them because yeah. that would just be so symbolic. Um, and I love, I love Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship in three. I wanted two movies of that. And if we split three into two movies like you wanted, we would yeah. get more of that because I love that. I also, going back to one... Personally, I would make Anakin just a few years older than nine. I maybe like 12, 11, 12, 11. Just because going from a nine year old and then you have like a just for me, it would, it would go flow better between one and then our, what we would do for two. I think the reason they did it so young is because he's Darth Vader and it's a really cool ju juxtaposition to have evil man innocent child Maybe innocent at 12 no one's innocent at 12 <laughs> well, you're then, corrupted then, by then then lower padme's age yeah i don't uh, their age different doesn't bother me at all honestly it only bothers me if we were to go from one to like oh look they're they're in love and married like if we did a well i would definitely like i said i would i would you have to have the meat as adults but i don't want to say keep the scene where they meet as adults because i hate that scene <laughs> so give them give them a different meeting as adults like establish now that they are adults establish now that she now returns his crush because mm -hmm. she was very good she didn't return his little nine-year-old crush because yes. that would have been creepy they were clear on that but now when she's an adult she sees him as an adult you can have one conversation like that and then she returns you know his crush and then you have some sweet moments, sweet looks. Maybe he saves her kind of out of the blue or something, or she does something nice for him. Very small stuff that can happen in the first 10 to 15 minutes of the movie. And then cut to, okay, they've been gone for a couple months, and now Anakin's back, and they're married, and they're happy, and, you know, like... Yeah, I think... I think that would have been more believable than the actual scene oh, of the love story. <laughs> they're meeting into when they meet up again as adults. If it wasn't for the firelight scene, that would be the most awkward scene. <laughs> <in the movie. laughs> 
so bad. That the only reason that part didn't come to my mind as cringeworthy is because the other one is so much more so. Well, and then the in my mind the scene where she's packing to go as well. The creepy serial the creepy killer. Siller, serial killer law and order dun, dun, needs to come right yeah, after. Exactly. It, yeah, exactly. So basically, all of the scenes that they're in together are just <laughs> awkward. They're better in three. Everything's a little better in three. I could see why, as you said, a lot of when you grew up, people like three, right? Or they they didn't like. Oh, they three. didn't like it. But oh, now, I grew up with but, people like but three. now I feel like people like looking back now, everybody thinks three is the best one. And I can see why. If it wasn't for such a horribly depressing ending, mm-hmm. I probably would be with rushed them. depressing ending. Yeah, <laughs> like rushed. But I could see why, because we wouldn't change much of three. We would just elongate it. Mm-hmm. So that's our thoughts on one, two, and three. All together, overall, with Star Wars one through three, um, my overall thoughts are basically that two doesn't need to exist. Mm-hmm. Just just change the timeline. And... Just change the timeline to fit more in alignment with four, five, and six. I personally would not have the midichlorians take factor, because they don't factor in four through six or seven through nine later on. They don't even mention them. No. Like, the, that word is never said again. Nope. <laughs> so I would take the midichlorians discussion just take them completely out. out of one, two, and three. And then, as we said, we just cut two and just elongate three, basically. And I personally would make Anakin either bring up Anakin's age or bring her down. Just by two years, you know, one of them either way. Two years, just for my personal... <laughs> I just, I would prefer that. But that's me. Yeah, I think overarching in that trilogy was really the missed opportunity. One, the CGI was awful. (laughs) And the budget should have gone to some sort of robotic, some sort of physical feature other than just doing everything CGI. Um, And then I would say overall, the timeline issues, the fact that they had to have him be Darth Vader by the end of the movie (laughs) didn't make sense. The crazy, stupid line about I have the high ground. <laughs> it's oh, over, Anakin. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. And the elevator speech. I will say in three, I, the, as much as I enjoy Anakin and Obi Wan's relationship, I don't enjoy the dumb dialogue. Yeah, they have filler dialogue. Yes, that is in like like it is. It's legitimately filler dialogue, and that's a thing. Like in all movies, you have filler dialogue because you need to get a point across. But I feel like it's so commonplace filler dialogue <laughs> that is just... Well, I know it's stupid. To the elevator scene, it's stupid. You have two Jedi Knights. Did you press the button? No. Did you... If he's asking you if you press the button, he didn't press the button. Like, I just want to, like, jump it in there and shake It's sort them. of one of those, like, are you awake? No, are you? <laughs> kind of thing. It's exactly the same. It's the, and, then, and then, of course, it's over Anakin. I have the high ground. Of course, that does lend to the joke about when Luke is up high and Darth Vader says, Obi Wan trained you well. <laughs> or taught you the well. memes. Like, and maybe they did that just for the just for that part. They're like, well, Luke is up high when Vader says that, so we have to have a moment when Obi Wan is up high. Yeah. So that Vader said, like, which they didn't need to do. I would have just, I would have not rushed his descent, his descent into Darth Vader. Like they spent so much time. They spent a movie and three quarters of another movie having him decide to join the dark side and then 
this one little ending piece where he is descending. I don't, like, it's not believable. It's not fun to watch. And then they have this culmination of this great fight scene. And, it, like, that was the whole point of that fight scene. Like, the reason they didn't do it in the Jedi Temple was because it was really cool to have lava everywhere. Ooh, lava, lightsabers, really cool. But then it ends so stupidly. And he loses all of his limbs. He does this big jump after he talks about you underestimate my power. It completely undermines Darth, like who he is and Darth Vader and the fact that he is actually super powerful. It's like, yeah, well, now you're not, you know. It's just it bad. Yeah, I... It just, there was... there. The problem, I think, with it is the fact that it would have been easy to fix. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it wasn't a complete... I feel like most of the problems in Star Wars would have been so easy to fix. And with that in mind, moving on to 4, 5, and 6, the original trilogy, I have very few complaints about 4, 5, and 6. I really do. Most of them in 4 revolve around just the reactions, which we've talked about a lot. Yeah, they react. And Leia. They react weird. <laughs> they, he reacts more strongly to Ben dying than his own aunt and uncle who raised mm-hmm. him. Well, that was another thing. So now that we're in for, so in one, two, and three, we learn that it's not actually like Anakin's brother or sister; it's stepbrother and his wife. Mm-hmm. So they don't share the same last name or anything like that. Why couldn't Anakin have an actual brother who was raising Luke? Like, did they think maybe he would seek him out as Darth Vader, and that's why they had to have the separation in one, two, and three? Because they don't like mention it. In four, five, or six, Darth Vader never is like, "Who raised you? Was it my brother?" Like, I think having Anakin be an only child is part of is part of his character. In the fact that if he had a brother, he would have had an instant companion. Mm. He would have had a brothership with someone. He mm. would have had a loyalty automatically, like he did with his mom. Mm. And he would have had a connection still to his mom. Like, if if, yeah. if he had a brother that yeah. he didn't really even know. Like, she was Lars, like, he was Lars's kid, but he With was also Shmi. Shmi. Then he would have had a connection to that person when he went back to save his mom. Well, if Anakin freaking had a father. <laughs> just I'm just saying. I know. I don't mind that he had a father. And then I was I, I listened mind. to somebody else... Uh, critique the Star Wars universe and they're like well obviously you know Palpatine had the Metachlorians create Anakin and I was just like is it like known <laughs> like yes. I really don't believe it I think that is stupid but it says it in three it doesn't say yes, it. it he's looking for to create life and he's like in his face but that doesn't he's like, not actually saying it yes. he doesn't say I did it He's like he's talking about the Sith Lord, but also he knows. But it doesn't say that he's the Sith Lord. It doesn't say that he's the apprentice, and the Sith Lord would have been dead. But okay, so he's the apprentice that killed the Sith Lord. Yes. Okay, so that means that the Sith Lord created him, created Anakin, Darth Plagueis, or Palpatine. But that doesn't prove that. that. Like all okay, so Palpatine could think that Darth. Who to what's it? His master, Plagueis, did that, but he doesn't have like he doesn't know that. And then he's like, but he knows that Anakin was created out of the Metachlorians, and so he could be like, 
you know, you, you, you can create life. Hint, hint, like maybe that was you because you were, because we all know you were created out of Metachlorians. You were probably made by a Sith, but he doesn't say it like... So what I think happened is the reason people know this is because, yet again, they have to go do research outside of the movies to have things solidified, which I know you hate. I see your face. <laughs> I hate it as well. I think that you should explain things in the movies and then anything outside of the movies is just extra. It's not necessary see, to understand the movies. It's just... You should have everything that is important and necessary explained in the movies and everything that's outside of it just be extra information. And Star Wars does this necessary information outside of the Star Wars movies a few times. And that's one of, that's the note I'm writing. That's the end of my rant. You go on your rant all the time. Okay, my issue is... So, anytime that you adapt something from a different type of media, you have to have it be plausible in its own media. So if you are taking a book and making it into a movie, you have to be able to just watch the movie and be able to understand what is happening in that movie. You know, you have to be able to understand the story even though you haven't read the book. And sometimes that means you have to change some stuff. Um, I'm looking at like the Hunger Games where Hamish, um, in the book, Hamish sends her uh, like, broth or something and she figures out in her head what he's saying is you're not doing enough to convince the audience to give you more she figures that out in her head because her and Hamish have an understanding they make sense together she really relies on him he understands her they think the same whereas him and Peter don't really think the same but those two have that connection she figures it out and ups her game well how are you going to explain that in a movie you can't and so, yes, it does take away from their relationship, but in order to understand what is happening in that moment, what they do in the movie is they have him write a note to her that says, you call that a kiss. And it makes sense in the movie. You don't have to read the book. Yeah, it does take away a little bit of their relationship and the fact that she figured it out on her own without him having to tell her. That's a cool thing in the book. But when you're telling it in a movie, there's not a whole lot of ways to get that across. Narration, which is... Which would have been really difficult to do in that sense. Yes, <laughs> and, and so I'm I think glad they didn't turn to narration. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they did what they did and they wrote it in a note because it made sense. And if you had never read the book, you would still be caught up on the story. You would still understand why when she gets the broth, she is suddenly all lovey dovey towards him. Yes. It's because she needs to play up to the cameras. Hamid just telling her that. That is and so that is what you're looking for when you're adapting a story from one medium to another. Yes. This, unfortunately, didn't have a source material. Just it, George Lucas. It had George <laughs> Lucas, had an idea in his head, had a universe in his head, made movies about it, and that was the source material. You can't have source material not be source material, and then all of a sudden it be source material, and then have it be canon, and then not be canon, and then be can like. Well, that's basically what happened with... So, so a lot of Star Wars is your interpretation of it, of, mm -hmm. like, what you think. You, you can you kind of decide research. it. Unless you research it. But that's the thing. It's like... Which I, I agree with you. you I think you shouldn't have to research movies to understand them. I agree 100%. But as a Star Wars fan... Like, researching... Okay. Researching something doesn't, like... Just because the director tweeted it or said it... It's not in the movie. It's not no, canon. No, there's books. There's books that he has said are canon. No, not anymore. 
Well, but at the time, <laughs> I'm telling you, at the time, as someone who grew up reading Star Wars books, there were books that he said were canon. Now they're not anymore since Disney took over Star Wars, but he said they were canon. He said, yes, please follow. He had books commissioned. But did he write the them? Movies. No, but he That's had, what I'm no, saying. No, 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 but wait, wait, wait. He got the author. <laughs> he got with the author. No, listen. He got with the authors. He said, yes, this is 100% canon. This is what I meant. This that is was before. That was the that prequels. That was before Disney. No, that was the prequels. Yes. He wrote the prequels. The prequels had a source material. Okay. That's he, what I'm asking. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. Did the prequels have a source material? Like, Just did they have a book? Okay, but wait, wait. The movie came out, and then a book came out with the movie at the same time. Okay, then that is still telling this. That's, no. That's not, not what I'm saying. I'm he, then he's not adapting it. I understand. That's what I'm saying. It, he but... told the story in a medium, and yeah. he didn't give all of the specifics, which I'm means... Afraid. That the specifics don't exist. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying, <laughs> growing up, re- I was just trying to explain growing up reading the books. I grew up thinking how to read the books and the movie and watch the movies to understand everything. I was a child doing it from the age of eight on doing this stuff because the books came out around the same time as the movies. He was like, yes, these are canon. These are like the official book companions of the movies, which they do a lot now, by the way, especially Disney. Like they come out like with book companions to movies like with Frozen. Well, and, and, and stuff. no, they did that. They do that like Nicholas Sparks does that. Last song was written as a screenplay, and then oh, he turned and then it he into, turned into a book. Yeah, like with Miley Cyrus oh. and like with the characters, yeah. he wrote the book as they were shooting the film. Okay, like they came up with the story, did everything. Yeah. Like that is that I can understand, but guess what? If it's in the movie and it's not in the book, or it's in the book and it's not in the movie, they're separate. That's no, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm with you. I'm 100% That's what I'm saying. agreeing with you. Like, I'm just trying to explain. It's not okay that people are accepting something as fact when it's not in the movie. I it just, should be up for interpretation. I agree with you. I was just trying to explain <laughs> how it happened. I understand how we, I'm not... But I'm not trying to explain to you. I'm trying to explain to the audience. They, they don't know. We have an audience listening to this. Okay? They I know. know I'm trying to explain. Like That is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. If you have one medium and you have another medium, it doesn't... Like If you send something out in two different mediums, they don't cancel out each other <laughs> they're two different mediums they're two different stories so just because it was in the book it's kind of the same thing with like obi-wan when he says he doesn't remember having a droid mm-hmm. and then in the books it talks about how he says my old friend and han solo kind of overhears it yeah once again <laughs> like, i know it should have been in the movie yeah and i feel like the whole because that's the, like that's the medium that George Lucas decided he didn't write the books and then do movies and then like just leave stuff out I'm agreeing with you I'm just saying like as growing up and hearing as a child like you have to read the books to understand the movies I just thought that's like how the world worked with media and entertainment was that you read and I read a ton of Star Wars books heck if I remember them all but I read a bunch <laughs> of them whole series worth uh, yeah several series worth of Star Wars and then when Disney bought Star Wars and this like accepted canon of what happens after six was completely scrapped because Disney everything was scrapped. Everything was scrapped. Literally, yeah, they literally said nothing. None of the books are canon at all. Yeah. No matter what they are, none of the books are canon. Yeah. The only thing that is canon is the, well, at the time six. So the nine episodes now. Yeah. But at the time Solo six and Rogue, Rogue One. One, which doesn't make sense, <laughs> and then um, especially Solo. Clone Wars, the TV the show. The TV, yeah. And now Mandalorian. 
Those yes. are the only things that are canon. Yeah. Everything else is fan fiction. As of Disney. As of Disney. <laughs> but, but with George Lucas, it was a different era. I'm but within I with me, it, but... I, I still don't think that the TV show should be movie canon. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it doesn't matter. Well, it's like it Firefly. Count. Firefly went from a show to a movie. But the reason that it went... No, it didn't go movie, 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 TV show in between movie and movie, and then movie, movie, movie. <laughs> like, it they went... They comic books. It went... Anyway. It went... TV show, TV show got prematurely canceled. Fans revolted. They made a movie to make up for the have, fans. And now they period. have a comic book series. That continues after the movie. Right. But if they remade, like if they started making it again, they probably wouldn't go Off with the, the comic, comic book books. Series because they're all because it's a different meeting. <laughs> no, I understand. I'm just saying, but like it's it's common when things end because Star Wars had ended, right? Seven, eight, and nine were nowhere in sight for people to like have these different mediums such as Firefly, right, but, as comics, but comic comics. books pushing past what is what it is. Again, it's not it's not canon it's not part of the movie universe it's what we hope happened and oh this would be cool to think about like it's not part of that medium so would you say the cursed child from harry potter is not canon because even though jk rowling unacceptably yes that is so not (laughs) canon like under any circumstances i don't care what the jk rowling says even if she wrote because she helped write it She's she one, didn't help write it. That's why, isn't she one of the authors for it? She is considered one of the authors, but she had absolutely nothing to do with it until it was finished. I didn't know that. I, she, I thought she, she was, was consulted on it. Yeah. And she, like, tweeted out. She didn't even, like, officially, like, it's not on Pottermore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not part of Pottermore. Okay. Um, but she tweeted out it should be treated as canon. And she's given credit, like she put her stamp of approval. Like it's, it's her fault. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying that they stole from her. Or they did yeah, something bad. Yeah. It's her fault. But no. But she did what George Lucas did in the past, which puts it, put he put like stamps of approval on things like as yeah canon. exactly. So they and done it's the not. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She put stamps of approval on it to sell it because she got royalties because her name was on it. That's kind of what I was trying to say with George Lucas. Like he put stamps of approval on all these books that like give you extra necessary information. Um, Which you should never... Okay. I know. Just if you guys out there (laughs) are thinking about writing a book or writing a screenplay or making a movie, (laughs) if you do a movie, everything that that you need to know about the story needs to be in that movie. Mm -hmm. If you're writing... Like, yeah, that's why people read books is because you can have more stuff, but it should never be necessary stuff. Yeah. Books, comics... TV shows should always be extra. <laughs> so could you argue, would you argue, not would you, sorry, could you argue that George Lucas simply thought that whoever manipulated the midichlorians around Anakin was either one, not important enough or not necessary to be in the movies, or two, he thought that Palpatine telling that story would, everyone would just come to the same conclusion. I didn't come to that conclusion. So I know, I no, know. I'm saying his assumption. Yeah, I'm so not saying I what would happened, think... his assumption, either one, not necessary, or two, everyone will get it. I would say it's not necessary. Okay. I would say, because at that point, quote unquote, you're not supposed to know that he's the emperor. Or like, you're not supposed to know that the emperor is Palpatine. Because it doesn't say Emperor Palpatine in... One, two, or three. One, two, or... In four, four five, and six. Oh, 
Yeah, they just call him the... The, the Emperor. Yeah, the Emperor. So you don't know that Palpatine is evil. You can figure it out real easy because he's clearly evil. Oh, well, yeah. From but... one, you can figure it out. The first movie, it's like, oh, God. He's clearly evil. Clearly, he's the Emperor. But I'm saying, like, you're not supposed to know necessarily. Um, but I don't think it's important. Okay. I don't think it was important enough. And I think the idea of maybe the prophecy was the fact that they needed balance to the force and so the universe created a child that was but without overpowered for me i'm okay with that theory if we had information about the prophecy we don't so i'm just kind of like i don't know how their prophecies work (laughs) i I don't know how their universe works in accordance with their prophecies exactly so i'm not ready to accept it because i need i need more information necessary information was left out yes Period. (laughs) All of this, like, 20-minute rant we just went on, information was left out. (laughs) That's the summarization. Basically, you could cut our rant, and you could just put that in. Anyway, but back to 4, 5, and 6. The biggest thing, of course, are inconsistencies, which are not 4, 5, and 6's fault, because they were created first, but there are inconsistencies from 1, 2, and 3 that bleed into 4, 5, and 6. Yes, like bad really bad timeline inconsistencies just how far everyone is aged in such a short amount of time things of course again that obi-wan says um and then again lua lua <laughs> luke and leia <laughs> or as i like to, as i like to call them lua <laughs> that's their couple name <laughs> we don't know until six okay or is it five, is uh, it five? no it's, it's six it's six we find out the one with the teddy bears. Six. <laughs> okay. Ewoks. I love the Ewoks. Anyway, did you know, and I recently learned this, skipping kind of four to six, um, that originally George Lucas wanted the final fight to be on Kashyyyk, which is where the Wookiees live. Mm. But then he kind of wanted the Stormtroopers to be taken over by um, aliens who were not technologically advanced, and the Wookiees had already shown because of Chewbacca that they were kind of mm-hmm. advanced with technology. Um, so he decided to create the Ewoks instead and have the Ewoks take over. Anyway, just a little bit of information I didn't have last A little time. more primitive. Yeah, I wanted more primitive people yeah. or aliens, in this case, to take over the Stormtroopers. He just really wanted them to be taken down by things they didn't find threatening. Yeah. Wookiees are threatening. <laughs> yeah. They tear your arms out of your sockets. So... <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, in 4, it's mostly timeline consistencies from 3, and then again, Luke and Leia's reactions. That's... I, I enjoyed 4. 5? Han can't... shot first. Han shot first. 100%. <laughs> oh, yes, and of course, the digital remastering. Yeah, we just wanted some people or aliens that you thought were not threat. The stormtroopers would not perceive as threatening um, to take over them, which I like the idea of. And I did not grow up when 6 came out. I grew up you know, when the prequels were coming out. So I loved the Ewoks growing up. And yeah, I didn't have any issues with the Ewoks at all. My husband also loves the Ewoks very much. So yeah. he wants our daughter to be an Ewok for Halloween. We're stuck between an Ewok and a Porg for her. <laughs> so we love the cute little creatures. Um, but yeah, four through six, those are really... I don't want to say, like, I feel like there are issues with the movies. There's a yes. lot of cheese in them. Yes. Some of it is due to age and some of it is just due to choices that the director made or that the actors made. And yeah. the reactions are not super great. No, they do get better with time. Yeah, there's a lot of inconsistencies as far as timelines with within. Like, all of a sudden, um, Obi-Wan trained Luke 
for like a day and then died <laughs> and then suddenly he and then he goes to Yoda and trains for like a week trains for like a week and then it's like Obi-Wan taught you well like it's like <laughs> no Yoda did and it was only for like a week <laughs> and so and you know what and that's being done. generous really because we have absolutely no idea how long he was there but it was really from the time that Han and Leia got on the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. to their st- in Cloud City like yeah and and it doesn't really say how long they're in Cloud City before Darth Vader attacks because obviously they've missed C-3PO for a while and stuff. So a week is generous. A week is generous. So you know what we could have fixed? And I got this from, I rewatched a couple episodes of Last Airbender just mm-hmm. because I got frustrated that I couldn't remember the show as well as I thought I did. And one thing that they did in the show that I was like, oh, this might have worked well for Star Wars with like mm-hmm. Luke trading, Yo- uh, the trading Yoda, Yoda trading Luke. <laughs> I know people's names, I promise. Um, in the show, at one point, um, they one of the masters of the bending tells one of the students, like, you have, um, what's the word? Basically, you've improved or grown faster and better than any people I've ever had before. Like, you are a prodigy, basically. Yeah. Like, you have perceived, you have progress faster and better than any people I've ever had before I think could have been applied to Yoda teaching Luke because with one two and three it's a whole lifetime of training to be a Jedi master mm-hmm. you start from when you're very very young and you go and apparently can yeah, be 25 and still not a master well and he's he's nine and they're like no he's too old we can't train him yeah you know? so like clearly they start when they're like babies yeah teaching them to use the force and stuff and so if, we never get this sense of, like, in the prequels, oh, Anakin's better than that. He just talks about how much better he is. Exactly. We don't we, see it. We see how good he is, but we never get an explanation as to why he's so good. And, and we don't see him compared to other, quote-unquote, regular Jedis, like Jedis his age. Or any, like, really any Force users, mm-hmm. because he's compared to Yoda and Darth Vader, and we don't really see Obi-Wan doing anything. Like, when does Obi-Wan use the Force? great question <laughs> like you know like he he tells luke he force jumps in one to, yeah to defeat garth maul he greens the lightsaber to him which took him like well, what, I mean, five minutes I mean, to get the but, lightsaber but what, did, but what did luke <laughs> see him do oh Obi- nothing <laughs> like when did like in four five and six when did obi-wan ever use the force to do something made himself look really old i don't know <laughs> yeah like he he explained he helped luke like you know use the force luke and he, you know, shot the thing and blew up the thing, you know, like, <laughs> he helped Luke use the Force. But he himself did not use it. But he that. himself didn't really do anything with the yeah. Force. And he, you know, he puts the helmet on him and tells him to close his eyes when he's fighting against the little laser thing. I think what you're saying would have been especially good in Star Wars of, like, oh, you're a prodigy, or you're, because really what they could have said is, like, you're faster than your father, like, you're better than, like, he was amazing, and you're even better than he is. So you, know? you only need, like, eight days of training to yeah, become a exactly. master. <laughs> or is your father needed, like, 20 years? <laughs> and he still didn't become a master. <laughs> never a master. It's like always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Always yeah. a, a Padawan, never a master. <laughs> exactly. Oh, goodness. Anyway. So, but yeah, no, I, I would have so, liked that. So that was an inconsistency six. within the own movie. It wasn't the prequel's fault. Yeah. Also, we were talking about the digital remastering, I remember now. Yes. About, like, all the changes that were made after the initial release. The, were awful. The the Greedo versus <laughs> Han shooting, of course, was changed drastically. People are still revolting about that. 
the the song that happens, the song dance in the what's it called? That's not the casino. No, bar? it's it's in cantina. Not even, it's not even in the cantina. Oh, it's not in the cantina. It's in Jabba's it's palace. It's in Jabba's You're right. palace. You're right. It's Jabba's palace. <laughs> I couldn't so think of what it was called. Bad, you guys. The little song okay, dance. Okay, so have you seen um, Thumbelina? No. There's a cartoon called not Thumbelina. Since I was like three or four. Watch yeah. it because that scene is a ripoff of Thumbelina. <laughs> <laughs> When the frogs sing, I haven't seen that in ages. But yeah, I'll be watch it. There's, there's, and you'll know the because there's the frogs and they sing, and it's a ripoff of like that scene is a ripoff of Thumbelina and the frogs singing. So yeah, they the changes that they made, they added more CGI things into four, five, and six mm-hmm. that don't seem to fit well. We've talked about the CGI before, anyway. Oh, the CGI. But like, the movies as they were released themselves, um. The storyline inconsistencies basically just how long Luke trained their reactions and I'm trying to think of other stuff that's and I think that's mostly what we mostly had an issue it, with. Yeah. and then there's the fight scenes that are actually not cool oh yeah where it's like we remember them as cool because we had never seen lightsabers before and so just having an awesome lightsaber sword <laughs> is just cool yeah but when you actually watch them use it it's very clear they're like holding like pvc pipe you know like and they're just whacking at each other like (laughs) you can tell like really good fight choreography because the point of a fight is to attack the person's body yes not their sword so if you ever see a movie where they're just like above their heads just clicking one way and then the other way and then one way they clearly don't understand fighting <laughs> because you don't want to attack someone's sword. You want to attack someone's body. Yeah, so that you want to do the them point. bodily harm. Unless you're defending yourself, in which case yeah. you, all you want to do is stop for the attack. Right. Two different things. So, But in that movie, especially Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader, they really just kind of poke at each other. <laughs> and it's still cool and I still like it, but... If we're going with kind of a missed opportunity, they should have gotten better choreography. For I that. agree with that. That would have been a lot more epic. So that's basically it. Overarching for four, five, and six. That's all we had. In my opinion, the best trilogy of the three trilogies we have mm-hmm. is the original trilogy. Again, in my opinion, we don't have any mention whatsoever of midi chlorians in any explanation of the Force in four through six or in seven through nine. Um, so starting with seven. Now let's do the movies individually, and then we'll talk about them overarchingly. Because okay. as we said, seven, eight, they're nine—they're very disjointed. They're very disjointed. They're very, for me, a lot of the problems are the connectivity between seven, eight, and nine. So mm-hmm. talking about them as just one film, as you listened, was very hard for me. But let's try. Problem with seven was too much nostalgia for my taste. I don't think it will age well. Yeah, with I, all of that. I, I will give you that one. I also think this story was such a ripoff of four of four it was a remake with the female lead yeah yeah exactly at least they followed the droid (laughs) (laughs) they did but yeah it was very much a ripoff of it and i feel like they they should have gone with something original and i know that a lot of people love this film and i know a lot of people that hate this film and think that it's the worst one and there are people that think it's the best star wars film ever made of all of them like i know a lot of people who have that opinion that seven is the best one ever made i feel like that's because it's literally the plot of four four with better effects with better effects because you know nowadays we have much better effects than we did in 1977 and um 
the female protagonist is I like is likable like she's yes. major Mary Jane OP like <laughs> no Sue, whining whatever her name Mary, is. yeah no whining like yeah. we get from Luke so that's how we knew she wasn't the Skywalker off the bat right <laughs> she's maybe. definitely not Luke's daughter she's way too <laughs> <laughs> she's way too well put together even yeah. though I would say her life warrants more whining than Luke Skywalker's life did oh for sure but like, that's why way more <laughs> like if you have a hard life typically you're not a whiner if you have an easy a, life. An easy life that's just not exactly what you want. You're a whiner. <laughs> like, it's, it's easier to be a whiner, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Seven was was basically four with a female lead. I can't see why people would prefer it over four. Um, I don't think that it's... I don't personally. I like it, I and I do it. think it, it works as a standalone movie because it has basically the plot of four. Yes. Where they blow up the big bad, you know? Yes. They, they blow up the planet cannon. <laughs> and so it does stand alone in that way. But I also think that this story was meant to be exposition. And so it all of the character none of the characters end there. So even yeah. though the story of like blowing up the big bad cannon, it, it's not a standalone movie because none of the characters are finished. I will say that one of the biggest criticisms we had of Seven, and most people do, is that Leia hugs Ray before she hugs Chewbacca after oh. Han dies. Ugh. Yes. One hundred percent. Why? <laughs> Carrie Fisher helped script doc has helped script doctor or did help script doctor. She's gone now. Rest in peace. But um, so many movies and she was very good at it. I wonder I, why they wouldn't. I don't know if she helped at all with something. I don't think she did. But I, I think like she would have probably been like, so we're she, redoing four now. Like, yeah. Who's playing, who's playing the Leia? Yeah. The new Leia and stuff. I, th- I feel like she would have pointed Finn out some is, things. Finn is the new Leia. Finn is the new Leia. <laughs> I accept it. Yeah. I I like Finn. The more I watch the movies, the more I like Finn. I just had to throw that I, out there. I never had an issue with Finn. Oh, never. But I just like him but more going every time. Back, <laughs> yeah. But going back to the Chewbacca thing, if Chewbacca was not in that scene, it would have been fine. Yes. But he's like, in it. If, like, he's in the shot. Yeah. Like that's he's like he's not just like he walks past Leia and doesn't hug her. It's like literally he he's, waiting. he's in the shot. He's like waiting for his hug. He's like there and he's going out like he goes past and you see him behind Leia and Leia comes up and hugs him or hugs Ray and not mm-hmm. him and you're just like why did you put him in the scene like just have her like if she would have just seen Ray and hugged Ray and you could just think like okay she probably hugged Chewie somewhere off screen or something. Fine. I think Leia never liked Chewie. She didn't give him a medal in four. <laughs> he didn't get his medal until nine. And she didn't give it to him. <laughs> she was not the. She had it in her. She held it. She died as if like Chewie will never get this. <laughs> and Mom was Chewie. like, yank. <laughs> because Ma's likes Chewie. Yeah. But I don't. I just. I don't think Leia ever liked Chewie. She walking carpet. Is that what she called him? Just <laughs> walking this walking carpet out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I so those are our those are the overarching problems with seven as a standalone movie. Yeah, are some of those things. As I said again, the more I never hated Finn, I always liked him. But the more I watched, the more I like him. Okay. Okay. So I think we covered everything just about with seven, right? Like we said, it was four with a female lead. There was good stuff in it for sure. I feel like it had that movie just had a lot of potential. Like, Very much so. I never felt like it was its own complete thing ever because it didn't have an original storyline. There was a lot of nostalgia thrown in it that didn't need to be there. And there was a lot of, 
but there was a lot of just like extra stuff that didn't need to be there but it had a lot of potential they had good characters and they did oh, yeah. they did good character development mm-hmm. ray was developed well she was um waiting for her family she had you know you kind of go through her day but it's kind of it it was boring but it was still interesting because it was showing you her world type of thing we get to see the the wrecked um ships that she's scavenging you know you kind of get to see her world as basically just making food <laughs> you know she's just she's surviving she's doing nothing other than surviving yeah and um and then bb8 comes into her life and is like hey yay excitement adventure and then she's like no i want to go home because my parents might come back you know so there was a lot of growth there yeah. the stormtrooper who you know you know feels <laughs> remorse for being a stormtrooper runs away the pilot who's clearly, you know, does his own thing and, you know, kind of goes his own way but is amazing in his own self. And and you get, like, the excitement of here and there. And the I really love Finn's reactions to how, like, that was so cool, that was so great, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, like, I love that. I love the reactions, his enthusiasm for and And I think it really helps with the audience of being excited about the movie because... When you do really awesome things, so many people in movies don't react. And I love the fact that they reacted. Mm-hmm. They had the opposite of <laughs> Luke in the 4, 5, and 6, where they don't react enough. They, they react. They react a lot. Enthusiastically, <laughs> but appropriately. Yeah. For the characters they have. Um, um, and then Han Solo's death is... Sad. It's It breaks your heart. Yeah. There's there's a lot of heartbreaking in that, in that moment. I... If... I think if Harrison Ford hadn't asked them to kill him off so soon, mm-hmm. if I were in charge, I, I would have eventually killed him off. Sorry, but it, I think it would have happened in 8. But again, 8 would be different, which leads us into 8. Let's <laughs> talk about 8. We, so we get a new director with completely new vision. They didn't have... Disney didn't present a script to be like, this is what we have for 8 because this is what happened in 7 and this is what's going to happen in 9. So this is what we have to have for 8 because it's the middle movie, mm-hmm. which is very vitally important. <laughs> they all are, but especially the middle. And they didn't come to come to directors to be like, here is 7, 8, and 9. This is what we have. We want a new director for whatever reason. And here is what you're using. And they went to a director he pitched them their, his idea, and they're like, great, it's absolutely nothing like Seven. Let's do it. For some reason, they thought that was a good idea. Well, because people, they didn't, I feel like they had a really mixed reaction to Seven. Oh, yes, absolutely. And so they're like, well, if it's a mixed reaction and people aren't absolutely loving it, what do we do? You know? <laughs> Instead of continuing the story and trying to take some criticism, like maybe a little bit less nostalgia, less takey, don't make eight exactly like five, but gender flipped. Yeah. Things like that. I I will forever. I want J.J. Abrams to write a seven, eight, and nine trilogy. I do. <laughs> I want to know what he would have done, like a fan fiction. I know. I well, I'm I sure you know. can find the art because you can find the art to what um, Ryan Johnson Ryan Johnson wanted to do with nine, which it was a cool story. Then I I'll ha- I'll look. I up. don't know that it would have been better than what nine was. At least nine would have been fixing eight if Ryan Johnson had stayed. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have been any fixing then. Um, yeah. But with eight, the things I did like about it, I love, still love, even though the people in the background look like Power Ranger bad guys, I still love the fight <laughs> scene with Kylo Ren and Ray. Have you rewatched it? No, but I did watch another, oh my gosh, 
Oh, it was less Airbender. I did watch more background <laughs> people in Airbender than the main people, and I saw what I, I was like, this is what she meant with the red people. Like they yeah. were just like doing nothing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, yeah. I know. What does that do? Well, and for people like, who couldn't see me, I was they like, like knockout. She's doing punches in the air, but like really badly. I know how to do better punches. <laughs> I took kickboxing, but, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I I still love that scene. It's still my favorite choreographed fight scene in eight. Um, what else do I love about it? I do, I personally do love that they reveal that Ray was the the daughter of these drunks who just sold her for drinking money and left her because I love the idea of no matter where you come from, you have potential and you can be something. And the fact of an outsider inserting themselves into the Skywalker story, I personally really enjoyed that. I would not have minded her being a part, a family member of Kenobi, Skywalker, whoever. I don't mind that, but I was okay with who they said she was an eight. Perfectly fine with that. Um, uh, just I'm trying to, to think of what else I loved. <laughs> it's a bit hard. Just to weigh in on that. Um, yeah. So the things I, I liked about eight. Go for it. Hang on. <laughs> See? Okay. Like I really, oh, oh, Ray and Kylo's um, connection. That was Ray and the Kylo, best part. Yeah, that's true. I that's did like Ray and Kylo's connection. It didn't make sense because no. it it didn't make sense because of the what happened in nine. Yes. Nine didn't make sense. I guess is more the problem. Yeah, nine didn't make sense. Eight, <laughs> eight makes sense without nine because it literally says I've been connecting you two, and but then at the end he dies and they still have a connection. So it doesn't make sense in eight technically. <laughs> them like so you connected them when she passed the lightsaber on like why would you do that like even yeah. when he's alive yeah so it doesn't make sense anyway but so in eight, their connection I do like the their connection I, I I actually really like that and I like their relationship honestly yeah. whether it's platonic or romantic I like it either way and yeah. I love it when when relationships are like that to where if they get together I'll be happy if they stay friends I'll be happy like yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, their friends don't make them fall in love. And then other times I'm like, make them fall in love. Why are they still friends? You know, like. Jim and Pam, Jim and Pam. <laughs> and so I really, but this one I was fine either way. Like their relationship was solid. I think, do you think they did that? Be, I mean, obviously again in 8 they reveal that Ray is not related. But like, would you have been okay if at the end they revealed that she and Ben were related? Because it could have been a platonic friendship yeah. Like, yeah I think I would have been would fine be... if she had turned out to be like a Skywalker random I the whole time in eight because of the way their connection was I'm and I was with you like it could be romantic it could be platonic I was like maybe she actually is related to Ben in some way yeah like I would she's have... a solo like yeah. no. I know Han Solo probably could have had <laughs> random children let's be real or it could be like his niece or his cousin but like I would have been okay with them being related because they they didn't pull Luke and Leia with them kissing twice 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 that is one thing Even about the original. Even after Leia is like yeah. in love with Han, she literally says "I love you" and then she kisses him like the next scene. Oh. <laughs> anyway, but so they didn't pull that. So I, I, I love their connection, and it's kind of the same with like I love the connection to Obi Wan and Anakin in three. Like the relationship yeah. was the one relationship of the best. was good. It was one of the best parts of eight. I did. Um, I liked Rose, even though everything that she did was pointless. I, I did like Rose. Rose. I love her. I thought she was a great character. I she wish is. they would have put her in something that was supposed to be in the movie. <laughs> like, because yeah. literally they could have cut out her everything that she does, and it 
her wouldn't Finn, have yeah. it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the movie. Her and Finn could have been cut out of it, unfortunately, yeah. because I love Finn and I love yeah, Rose. I love Finn, I love Finn and I love Rose, and I really like their characters, and I think they should have stayed with Poe, and their the the dynamic between the three of them should have solidified, and they should have you know like been a little group. And then you bring in Ray and their little group, you know, like, and then it would have made sense that Rose would come in nine. Yes. But instead, everything that Rose did was pointless in eight. And so in nine, bringing her along would have just been pointless. Yeah. Because she she doesn't have any relationship with Ray. She doesn't have any relationship with Poe. So it's, they did her wrong. They They did did her dirty. They really did. I'm so sad about that. And I feel bad because I think I mentioned it when we talked about eight, the actress got so much online bullying and just what is up with star wars fans and like bullying actors like it's not the actor's fault thank you because they did that to jake lloyd too yes it's horrible like why are y'all such bullies (laughs) leave them alone leave britney alone (laughs) (laughs) star wars fans are either some of the best people you're me and they'll be like that one meme i sent you which i'll explain for people obviously don't know what I sent you in our <laughs> private messages, which is not everyone outside of us. Anyway, but it was basically when Anakin and the Psycho One is talking about how he killed, and I killed them. Like, they were animals, and I killed, slaughtered them like animals. But someone substituted, and I love them. I love them because they were Star Wars. All of them. Yes. One, and, <laughs> one through nine. The prequels and, and the, the sequels. sequels. <laughs> and I am 100% okay with you coming and telling me your favorite movie is... Attack of the Clones. Good for you. Good for being a Star Wars. I don't care. My opinion is different, but I don't care that your opinion is different. And I feel like for some reason, Star Wars fans feel like they're kind of entitled to like, no, this is better than this. Or It, it amazes me the fact that like Jake Lloyd was um, bullied so badly that he left acting. Um, the girl who plays Rose was bullied so bad that she almost left acting. Like... Does that happen in other, like, I don't know, I think of, like, the Harry Potters or something, like, was there anybody that was bullied so bad that they quit acting? On Be- Harry Potter? Not that I'm aware of. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. Or, like, not that I know Pirates of. of the Caribbean, Lord of the Rings, like, any other epic saga type of movies. Like- Just Star- Maybe because Star Wars has been along, along, around longer is all I can think of because you have multiple generations growing up with it, not just one generation growing up with it. True. It's my only thought. And but why attack the actors? That's my thing. It's like, pointless. It really is. I, I understand attacking directors because as when you take on the role of a director, you are taking on all of the responsibility. People are going to hate you or people are going to love you. You have to take on that responsibility. And I get that. But as an actor... Jake Lloyd did not do a bad job. No, not at all. And, like, for a child actor, he did exactly as well as any other child actor. Um, The girl who plays Rose, like, I don't think any of her acting choices were bad at all. Her character, unfortunately, had a lot of pointless stuff to it because... Yeah, I don't know why, but I do know that she... I don't think she's quit acting, but she did have a really hard time, and I... That makes me so sad because I thought she was a good actor. Even if I didn't like her as a character, I'm not going to bully the actor. I'm just probably not going to bully an actor ever about anything. Well, and it's like there's there's a difference between, like, 
doing a review and saying you didn't like an actor's choices, which, I mean, we've done that. We've said that about a lot of actors in this series. Yeah. You know, we didn't agree with a lot of Hayden Christensen's choices. We didn't agree with, you know, a lot of um, Natalie Portman's choices. And so... But they're you can do- actors. Yeah, like, you can say, I don't agree with your choices or I don't like you in this role. I think there are some people that just don't fit the role. Yeah. <laughs> Twilight comes to mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of things about Twilight come to mind. You just, yeah, like, sometimes <laughs> you can be a good actor and just be in a bad role that just doesn't work for you. Last Airbender, the yeah. guy who played Sokka. Exactly. Obviously <laughs> in Twilight as well. <laughs> the two biggest franchise movies. Anyway, um... Miss opportunities in eight to follow the Star Wars formula to yeah. not have the side quest with Finn and Rose. Yeah. And to not have Luke be how Luke is in eight. Yeah. Basically just editing. Like just change I, I and script and, and, and script sculpting characters. Yeah. Like I really feel like eight was <sighs> I appreciate the theme. I appreciate the theme of hope. Like, no matter how dark things get, you should always have hope. I I appreciate that, but I don't think, like, plunging people into darkness is the best way to ex- to show hope. Yeah. Like, because it kind of feels like hope is coming in the next generation, like, with the little kid at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, like, how is this going to get solved in the next movie? Or right, it's like... Have to wait ten years. Yeah, it's like, why... That's not hope of like, well, hopefully in 10 years someone will come along and take Luke's place. You know, like, it's really rough. I also didn't like how Luke died. We talked about it. Yeah, didn't like Luke's death. Didn't like Luke's life. <laughs> didn't like Luke in 8. Pretty much, yeah. You don't like Luke in 8, which I think they were kind of going for. They wanted to, like, break down the hero ideal, which I, I just... I, I don't like I don't like that trope. It bothers me. Let your heroes be heroes. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to. And Luke wasn't perfect. We, we have explained his lack of planning ability. <laughs> and his whining. And his ridiculous whininess. And the fact that he throws lightsabers all the time. <laughs> and finds high ground while fighting. Yes, exactly. So but. it's like there's... I feel like my my favorite thing about that movie was... The connection between Rey the connection and... between like yeah I like Ray and Kylo's relationship throughout that movie I I really like the fact like um like certain things I like that I liked their connection I liked where they went kind of with her character and where they went with his character the end fight scene if you don't pay attention to the red people is really cool um but the rest of the movie I didn't like <laughs> um, yeah. my least favorite thing about that movie was the general admiral person well yeah i didn't like her either but I, the least favorite thing was just the fact that they spent so much time like de-characterizing people you know taking yeah. away what made characters lovable in order to build them up in the next movie which you didn't get to do but like i don't like that i don't like tearing down characters i like and the pointlessness. There was a lot of pointlessness in that movie. Yes. And then, so now on to Nine. Nine. Oh my gosh, what do I like about Nine? I love, yet again, it's a fight scene near the end of the movie. I love when 
Evelyn becomes Ben Solo, mm-hmm. and that fight scene, you can phys- you can see the physicality changes that mm-hmm. Adam Driver made, the difference between oh. Kylo and Ben. And I also, I don't think we brought it up, but the idea that, so when he becomes Ben Solo, he throws this lightsaber. So then when he goes to save Rey, you know, when he goes uh, towards the end and he's running and he runs into the Knights of Ren, he has a blaster, not a lightsaber, which is a Han Solo throwback. And it's like, it, it was very representative of Han Solo versus, you know, Luke and being a Jedi and following out. It was like an homage to his dad. And he was literally just talking to his dad, you know. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I, I, I liked that moment. That was a good moment. And, and going into, like, how you were saying, like, that it was ben. ben. You know, he was no longer, like, Kylo is kind of the product of... <laughs> Luke and Ben is the product of Solo and Solo he he has a blaster in that moment um I really I liked the fight with the Knights of Ren I kind of wish it had made more sense or had higher stakes or well we had seen the Knights of Ren in action before so yeah like they'd had, had they had had some sort of exposition <laughs> they're not seen before episode nine they're talked about but the here's the thing so somebody else had brought this to my attention was um the knights of ren are generally accepted and you told me they are the the people that were at the temple that's what i thought but they don't use the force when they're fighting him so so are they those people are they did they start out as those people that joined him and then they died off or left or whatever and then he got new recruits that were just regular people or do they just not know how to use the force because <laughs> they never use it that he took some with him and killed the rest and that's why i jumped to the conclusion that the knights of ren were the people that ren took with him which makes sense yes <laughs> like that that is a perfectly logical jump and makes sense but it never actually explains anything and they don't use the force <sighs> which if we had seen them in literally any other scene we could have been like okay maybe they're not great force users maybe they're better with you know different weapons whatever like but none of them ever use the force and the weapons that they use aren't necessarily like they don't they don't all have like red lightsabers you know yeah, they, they, they didn't do well with the Knights of Ren, starting in 7. We like, mentioned them in 7, they were not seen in 7. They should have been there with Kylo when he we are first introduced to him. Mm-hmm. And they should have been him. following him around this whole time. I agree. We should have seen them in action. They missed that opportunity to have yeah. the Knights of Ren be like these, these really epic, Darth Maul-level fighting awesome characters. Yeah, instead you had this sort of schoolyard... Um, type of rivalry with Hux and Kylo, you know, and then Hux ends up betraying the entire First Order just because he doesn't want Kylo to win, you know, so it's like you've got this schoolyard bully fight for power rather than an epic leader of these epic knights that are, you know, all Force users, all taking over the galaxy. That is much more of a formidable foe than a whiny Hux. Hux, who's on several occasions, um, is like an eight, is shown to be cartoonish in yeah. his in his evilness, you know? Yeah. And also in nine, the one of the scenes where we first see them is they're like on that cliff and they're looking for Ray and them like on that one planet where the festival's happening. Mm-hmm. And 
they're just saying, and it's kind of, I don't know if it's a Power Rangers movement, I've never seen Power Rangers, as I said, but there's a saying there, and they're like doing these, like, going into these epic poses while they look epically across the thing, and I'm just, <laughs> like, I can just imagine the director kind of being like, now go stand there and look cool, Yeah. Is basically, and like, if you can do a really cool pose, or like, show off your weapon, you know, so that we can see you all mm-hmm. have different kind of weapon, and it, it was just kind of a pointless thing to me like why not have one person go and be the lookout and the others on the ground yeah it was just kind of it was to show them off but but it didn't to, really what, show them to off. what end exactly it didn't <laughs> you're really show showing them off. them off for absolutely no reason and i feel just like this i don't know necessarily if jj abrams had an idea for them in eight like if he because he kind of introduces them in in seven, seven like itty bitty introduces them in seven they literally say the knights of ren once yeah and then that's it <laughs> leader of the knights of ren yeah and that's it and then in eight they don't do anything with them so i'm like maybe he talked about it in seven he was planning on using them in eight and then having them die in nine yeah and that obviously didn't happen because they switched directors and they switched storylines and so maybe that was the oh yeah, i 100% think that a lot of stuff be- and then because Nine was handed back to J.J. Abrams, who, of course, had a vision, instead of handing it to someone who would be, like, a third party. Yeah. Because they went back to the original director, instead of an objective third director, who and they were like, hey, just finish the series out. <laughs> Don't have your own, like... They went back to J.J. Abrams, who had a vision, so now he's trying to cram... I don't think he was trying to cram his Eight and Nine in there, but he definitely was fixing what he did not like or what didn't go with his plan in eight in order to do, Mm -hmm. instead of just going forward from there. And I'm not here to say like, if I were a director, I would just move forward. I don't know. I've never been handed like multi million dollar contract to finish (laughs) out my story. Like maybe he didn't have time to go to the drawing board again. So he had to go with what he knew, which is what he had already planned. But the fact that they spent so much time fixing it, they had the time to go in and like fix stuff. And then part of the scavenger hunt type journey they go on, I think it was so they could have cut a big chunk of it out. Oh yeah, a huge chunk, especially the part when the knife comes and it's exactly fits with the Death Star and everything. And I'm like, what? Really, anything to do with the knife? The knife could have just been gone completely. Because what does the what does the knife actually do? It killed Ray's parents. But I mean, <laughs> I know. Story just... wise, <laughs> what does it actually do? It because gives them an excuse to kill to, C- go to from kill C three PO, so it takes us to that one planet. Yes, and to introduce post it is such a plot runner. device, and it's, it is. It, it's not necessary. No, because not at all. honestly, like, so they go to the one planet, right, where they're celebrating, and they then find they life. they find, and the reason they're there is because Luke. That's where Luke's. Trailer. Trying to find the Wayfinder. That's where his his journey ended, was at this planet. And so this planet has absolutely nothing to do with anything other than that. And they wanted to do the whole Ray doesn't have a last name. She's sad about it. And then they find the guy's ship. They find the guy's dead body, and he has this knife. And then they can't read the knife. It just, it's so convoluted. It was. And I, again, not necessary. I don't they think they could have cut out the knife thing and then just gotten it's on the Death Star. <laughs> like, 
Or they could have just, she could have just asked Kylo Ren and then they'd be on a completely separate mission. Nine, I feel like, was a good movie. It was a little too intense for a little too long. It had a little too many characters. The thing it did right, my favorite thing about it, was the main characters are together for a lot of it. Yes. And that made me happy. Because we like the ragtag team. That's what 4, 5, and 6 gave us. Yeah. I love the ragtag team. I love the relationship between the three of them. I love the droids. You know? I... I like that team. I liked Chewie being with them as kind of a throw to the old ones. And honestly, I feel like Han Solo could have been dead and <laughs> and they were just with Chewie for the, the entirety of the series. Uh, but I liked Chewie because he's not... Like, he doesn't have a ton of character to ruin because we can't understand him. And yeah. he's still, like, the same person. Wookie, you know, it's, it's, it's the same idea. He doesn't have anything else to add or to take away from. So they couldn't really yeah. ruin his character. No. Other than not hugging Leia. But whatever. But that was more late ruining Leia's character than yeah. Chewie's, honestly. So one thing that they could have not had Han Solo be in the movies alive, he could have already been dead and then just show up as a ghost, or not even at all. But the fact that Harrison Ford is still alive and still acting, I think people would have rioted. And I think that's why Harrison Ford, who yeah. didn't really want to do another three Star Wars, was like, I'll come back, but you have to kill my character so but I can't. I feel but like... he comes back in Nine as a ghost. I feel like memory. he should... As a memory, yeah. As he's, a memory. Not, he's not a Force ghost. I... What I would have wanted mostly for me would have been to bring him... Basically kind of switch Luke and him. You know, like... But I wish that we had had the ragtag team together again. Like, we yes. never see Luke, Leia, and Han, and All Chewie together. ever again. I would have accepted that nostalgia moment, because it's less about, yes, it would have had nostalgia, but it's also about the storyline, continuing the story from 4, 5, and 6. They yeah. started it together. Why are they all separate now? Which they explain why they're separate now and everything, but we don't even get, like, a... Yeah, I, there was never a reunion of them. Yeah. And I feel like I would have been happy had they been together for this amount of time. And then these movies split them up. Or they had been split up and these movies brought them together. They did neither of those. <laughs> they were apart. They stayed apart. They died apart. And they, you don't get time to mourn them separately. And I don't like that. And I don't like... How any of them died. Actually, Leia's death doesn't really bother me. You know, especially she, because the after she, she died, they didn't have much more they could really do. Yeah, and her giving up her life to stop her son and to be with her son, and the fact that she doesn't disappear until he disappears, I actually do. I actually like that. I don't have an issue with that at all. Anyway, so that's the Star Wars. So, what are the overall things that you want to? Oh, talk I needed about? to talk about something in nine that I forgot to mention in our episode 9 of the podcast and I told you about it but I forgot to say in the podcast the kiss between Ray and Ben I know what you're gonna say don't shoot the messenger I'm just pointing it out it's a book versus a movie of 9 mm-hmm. that they said is dead <laughs> I'm not saying it is I'm just saying they did in the book version of 9 it explains why Ren kisses Ben solo and by Ren. Ren. Ren is their couple name, okay? They're Ren. Ray and Ben. Also. Also Kylo Ren. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's a bad couple. Bay? Bay. Bay. Ray Bay. Sorry, Ray and Ben kiss. In the movie, it kind of looks like it could be a romantic thing. We talked about it before. The relationship could be just friendship, could be relatives, could be romantic. And they did really well about, like, it could go any way and we would all be happy, or at least we would be happy, the two of us. So in nine, it looks like, you know, she could just be very, like, oh, yes, I love you, or mm-hmm. you're going to start something. Because they never give anything else as to why she would kiss him. In the book, it says that she... It literally says she kisses him, but it wasn't a kiss of love. It was a kiss of gratitude. Gratitude for him saving her life. And goes on about that. And I'm First of all, that's horrible prose. Just... <laughs> oh, I'm aware of that. That might not be exactly how it phrases it. I'm paraphrasing. I don't have a photographic memory where I memorized that. But that is what it said. It was a kiss of gratitude, not a kiss of love. Which I actually kind of hated more. I'm like, then just don't have them kiss. Just give them a hug. Yeah. Like... Because I'm still on the Ray and Finn bandwagon the more I watch them. I am them. not. I'm not. They just had to have more time together in 8. Okay, if, they had, if 8 was a different movie. But I don't, like, because honestly I never really liked them together as a couple. If anything, I felt like he had a crush on her and it was a cute little friendship crush. I don't ever see her liking him that way because, one, I don't really think she needs a, a romantic she doesn't need it, but I like Finn, and I want him to be happy. Well, he can be happy with Rose. I'm okay with Like, that. as pointless as she is, I... <laughs> she's so grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I, like, as pointless as her character is, I don't mind the two of them together. Like, I like... I like the... I like Poe and, um... What's his name? <laughs> I like Pofin and Ray as a as rag-tag a team. as a ragtag team. I like them as a team. I think adding romance in it, unlike the original ones where Han and Leia obviously get together, I don't think it would do service to the three of them. I'm a, and I really am. And honestly, I kind of her. would ship her with Poe <laughs> just because, because he's also... way too old. But I I just still like him. You would also choose Han over Luke and. I would choose episode 6 Luke. I don't think I would choose episode 4 or 5 Luke. I'd choose episode 6 Luke, even though he is bad at planning. He's more awesome in 6. Yeah. Um, well, and he's supposed to be. Yeah, that's the point. But, like, someone actually commented, I put put out there, like, who would you choose, um, Han Solo or Luke? Mm-hmm. And my cousin posted, Han Solo! Like, exclamation point. She's married with, like, three kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what do I know? I'm married with one kid. But... Shout out to her. Devin, hi. Thank you for commenting. She's really like my fourth cousin a million times removed. No, like no, that. One no one cares. No one cares. We're all family there. <laughs> Somehow. You can kiss your sibling. It's fine. <laughs> We're in Star Wars universe here. Incest is a thing in space. Oh my gosh. What if incest actually was a thing in space? Well, underwear's not, so anything's up for grabs. <laughs> anyway, in nine. Oh, I like the porgs. We didn't talk about that in eight. I liked the porgs. I also I liked Ewoks. Didn't. I like cute little things. If they just didn't have that che- scene with Chewie and the porgs. Eating one and then staring at him. Like, what kind of sadist <laughs> are you? It's so creepy. If they and that, that fake little... Out. Okay, and then the thing that he's eating is, like, the fakest looking piece of plastic ever. It's like in nine when they plop on When they plop the down head. the little rubber head. Oh, yeah. The props in this movie are not super great. 
um, yeah, or in like these, in these movies. Yeah, like, and, and, and it's funny to me because they have, like, BB-8, which is, like, he's a, uh, he's a part he's a robot, part, part, part like, he, that is an amazing feat of prop engineering, and then they have, like, these little rubber heads. Like, they put too much of the budget into BB-8. They yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even over budget on, on apparently, movies. but they but, could just cut that scene and they could just not have that head, <laughs> like just. But anyway, overall, I liked the porgs. Again, even if they cut that scene out, it would have been more people would have liked the porgs. But I like them. I like cute little fluffy things. Um, I like Nine overall as a movie. The first time I saw it, I really did enjoy it a lot. The more I see it, the less I like it because I see the just unnecessary things such as the knife and that whole thing, everything to do with the knife. Learning that Poe was a spice runner, there's nothing to change anything about my opinion of him, my view of him, nothing. I kind of figured he was right. And then already. They introduced the girl and they introduced the little guy. Yeah. Whatever his name is. I can't, Babu. Babu, yeah. Something. He doesn't die, which I thought he died because, like, she makes it off. But apparently he does too, and I don't know. I, nobody dies in this movie. <laughs> like there, like you had said, there are no consequences in this movie. Yes, there's too many in eight and not enough in nine. Yeah, Leia dies and Ben dies, as they they and they had and Leia had to die because the actress died, and Absolutely. Ben had to die because his storyline had to end because there really wasn't any coming back from that and having a normal Which life. Which is horrible because, again, in an alternate world, my emotional fan girl side would have them get married and have little joy babies. But, okay, but Even where are they like going to live? Like, that he hasn't destroyed somebody's home. You know, they like... They find a new galaxy. Apparently. I would, I They'll would fly to it, this Earth. <laughs> I would make it so, because it says in a galaxy far, far away, so there's another galaxy, they just move to the neighboring galaxy and start I'm, over <laughs> i'm telling you it's the emotional fangirl side of me there's no logic in this okay you don't this is this is canon guys <laughs> <laughs> they star trek their way through get it yeah star trek their way and find like a new the settlement final frontier yeah yeah final frontier <laughs> their way through the galaxy and find a neighboring one and go there and live out their life I don't know. Again, that's the fangor emotional side, logical. But they're the only ones that die in that movie, side. right? I mean, other I like there's a, a of main characters, I guess, because there's a lot of pilots that die. There are. There's a planet that gets blown up, but everybody that we know from that planet made it off <laughs> before it blew up. So, which know. again, I and all the kids weren't on there either because we they were taken. <laughs> we could have done without the knife. We could have done without going to that planet, learning about Poe. Even though I like those characters, not meeting those characters again, she didn't look like she belonged in Star Wars. But honestly, me. we could have like she because like, like because she doesn't die on that planet, we could have met her anywhere. Exactly. Like they didn't have to take a trip to go see her to learn about her. No. She could have come, put a gun to his head on any planet, mm-hmm. and been like, "You were a spice runner." Yeah. You know, like, ta-da. They didn't have to have her trapped there. They didn't have to have her trapped there. They didn't have, she didn't have to have, like, she could have had the thing for the any reason, the code for any reason. So they didn't have to go to another planet. They didn't have to introduce another planet. They they didn't have to go anywhere. All of the information they got from C-3PO from wiping him, they got back when they had the dagger. And then... Yeah, well, R2... Put gave everything back to C three PO, which he mentioned before. And he's mm-hmm. like, but it's, he's notoriously like 
And I've never unreliable. known him to be notoriously unreliable in the whole series. He's been no. a hero several times in the series, as a matter of fact. Um, we don't follow the droids in 8, and we don't follow them very much in 9, unlike every other. At least other. he's there, though. He's there. He, like, R2-D2's not there. Um, but but C-3PO is there. Dio and Ruby Lake, he's a cute little droid. Yeah. And BB-8 are there. So at least the droids are kind of back in action. Um, I think I mentioned it earlier in one of the other podcasts, but George Lucas did that on purpose. He purposely wanted the droids to be the ones taking the audience through the story, which he learned from, I want to say, was a Japanese style of filmmaking or film that he, series that he loved or just one film. Because he got the idea of Star Wars when he was watching like The Last Samurai, some sort of Seven Samurai. Is that the Japanese famous movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, The Last Samurai is, is Tom Cruise. So it's so. The Seven Samurai. It, it was a Japanese film. <laughs> That's what gave him the inspiration for Star Wars. And then it was another piece, it's either that film or another film or director style where they kind of take these characters and they're the ones that you see the lens of the movie through, mm-hmm. but they're not like the main characters right. quote unquote air quotes around that and so he did that on purpose so you follow the droids and they're just involved in everything and kind of get all the information you need well and it's a good plot device because for one you can't understand r2 and so you have c3po explaining like what r2 knows and then it and then he complains and explains why he's complaining. Yeah. So there's there's so much exposition that can be done through those droids. And you don't get that in 8 and 9. You don't get it in 8 and 9 because everybody understands BB-8. Mm-hmm. And so and, and, and I really like BB-8 and they do follow a droid and it's like a new generation so they followed a different droid. I get that. But they didn't have a necessarily a translator because Ray understands him. Eventually Finn understands him. Poe obviously understands him. So you don't get a lot of that. You get it from different people, yeah. kind of how we get Chewie. Yes. You know, people reacting to what Chewie is talking about. Yes. It's more that type of thing rather than telling the story through their perspective and yes. following them and then them doing all the exposition with each other. BB-8 needs yeah. a friend. Is really he needs, and Dio was a good one, but he didn't show up until like until nine, until nine the very last movie. Poor and thing. so he went through so much. So BB-8 didn't have a C-3PO to translate for him. And so it didn't, it never seemed like we were seeing it from the, the droid's. droid's eyes other than seven. Yeah. They, they, this is again what I mean by like when eight went off the Star Wars formula that was yeah. already established in seven previous movies, your second film after the <laughs> penultimate movie. You can't just go and change the whole, everything of the plot device of how, we see the the Star Wars formula, the Star Wars movies. I feel part. like because they a lot of people say like the the front the fans are divided with eight. I feel like Star Wars fans who have been Star Wars fans for a long time don't like eight. Yes, I would. And agree the people with that. that are coming into Star Wars now or are casual, you know, fans like they've seen them or younger generations. Younger gen, they like eight. Because I have a friend who he grew up with the same age. He grew up watching Star Wars, just like me, and he really enjoys 8 way more than 7. And I understand his reasonings, because uh, it's the same reasons why I like the overall idea of 8. I like the idea that we get to see the impact on the rest of the galaxy outside of the family. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of, you know, hope. Does he also like Rogue One? I, w- I don't know his specific opinion on that. He was one of the people who came out against 7 and 4, 8, mm-hmm. like on Facebook and stuff. I haven't 
specifically asking about Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, because I feel like people who like Rogue One are ones that don't necessarily like the Star Wars saga. I think people that like Eight are people that don't necessarily like the Star Wars saga. So they like Rogue One. Yeah, like uh, I, that's how I, I like kinda... Rogue One and I like the Star Wars saga. So what does that say about <laughs> me? Well, 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 I think like I'm I like just the saying Asian like guy. he's my so you know how everyone I don't know if everyone does this is embarrassing. Do you, does everyone else have, like, an old man after crush that they kind of like? Well, Sean Connery, so. Is Zori? Okay, well, the Asian guy, the Asian guy, and the blind one in um, Rogue One is mine, so maybe that's why I like <laughs> And I'm pretty sure he plays Ip Man, which I've never seen because I rated R, but I want to so bad. I want them to be played on public television, edited, so I can watch them. I, so, I don't know. With Nine, I feel like it had kind of the same problem that, like, Infinity Wars and Endgame had yeah. where there's just the stakes are too high and the adrenaline is too high throughout the movie. Like mm-hmm. it's too much epic and there's not enough air say, to breathe. There, But they, yeah. they do better. Like I feel like I will say for Endgame and Infinity War not that we're talking about that. They had more movies to lead up and establish that whereas in Star Wars they just blew up the big thingy. Right? Yeah, and now we're supposed to. Well, what do we? Where would we go from there? Our bigger thing, and now we have an even bigger. It's like an anime to me, where you like you go from like one bad guy to the next bad, like in the room. Yeah, you just like get to like the ultimate, the big boss. Like you have to uh, level up every time you go. Yeah, and that's what movie. they did, and I'm like, they don't do that in four, five, and six. They just build a sec. I mean, the second Death Star is bigger, but it's still it's the same, right? It's no, the, it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, they don't do that in four, they five, just, and six. They just they just it. rebuilt the Death Star. So I don't know why they had to do, felt the need to do that in seven, eight, and nine. But I didn't like. I didn't like Palpatine returning the way, and when he did, I didn't like. A lot of things in nine felt rushed again because they were trying to cram in. Yeah. What they wanted, and they but had there to was fix so much unnecessary eight. unnecessary stuff in there that they could exactly. have taken out, and then the stuff that they really needed Put wouldn't in. have felt rushed. One hundred percent reminds me a bit of Harry Potter four, the Goblet of Fire. They took scenes that could have they made up scenes that were not in the books at all to put them in four and then left out important scenes from the book that later five six and seven part one and part two had to kind of go back and allude to or kind of fix because four was like well we don't have it's only one movie four is a giant book we don't have the time but they put in filler (laughs) scenes that had nothing to do with furthering the plot and we're not in the book at all. Like, they they could have taken out the filler and put it we, We're going to have to do the Harry Potter ones, because I got thoughts on those. <laughs> four? Do I have thoughts on four? See, I don't even mind four. I have thoughts. So, six is my favorite book. And I think yes. I'm the only person in the world that will ever say that six is their favorite book. Because I know... <laughs> I, yeah, five is very often someone's favorite book. It was my least favorite book. Seven is a lot of people's favorite books. But, yeah... And then one, and obviously, is a lot of people's favorite books. And three. Three is great as well. And I do think four is a lot of people's favorite books. Like, I, th- I enjoyed the book, four. I, like, four was my favorite. And We're then, so and then, <laughs> and then six. Yeah, I know. We're just gearing you up for, for next time. We're going to do Harry. Now we have to. Now we're, now we're, now we have to do Now we are obligated to do Harry Potter. Oh, I do. I will, I will always rewatch Harry Potter. That is fine with me. I don't know when, but eventually we will do Harry Potter. 100%. Probably when I'm back for the summer. We also... Well, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean poses another problem. We'll, we'll ha- probably have to stick to movies you already know and that you have access to. Once you get to Alaska, because Taya's leaving to Alaska, 
just let me know what you have access to and we'll like work a way out to and you guys can let us know what you if you want us to do harry potter or if you would rather us do pirates of the caribbean or if there's any standalone movies like we did um last airbender Airbender, which will be next week's episode so um let us know what you guys want us to do if there's standalone movies you want us to do let us know on our facebook page your little sister's productions absolutely and we will we will definitely do it um the stipulations are we don't watch rated r movies and certain pg-13 movies we don't watch we don't watch anything with and if you want us to watch a horror movie you're gonna go to the back of the line. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I personally don't watch things that involve evil spirits. I that's just my stipulation. I just I'm not a gore fan. I also hate <laughs> and gore, I feel like if you want us to review a movie about gore, there's no way for me to be objective. Just like there's no way for you to be objective about a movie about spirits. So exactly. And one more thing that I I personally, for my own mental health and sanity, I do not watch anything to do with suicide. Unless it's a hopeful aftermath of someone passing away. A hopeful, happy one. Not a... Is there one? That... <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. think I I'm could. just saying, unless there is one. Yeah. Like, seven pounds. My therapist almost slapped me for watching that movie, so... Anyone who watches that. Sorry if you like seven pounds. I watched that with Jonathan, an ex-boyfriend, and he loved, he loved it, and so I hated it. And I... Me and him got into a very large argument. It was... There was oh, screaming involved. <laughs> I was so angry at that movie and playing God and it all. Oh. And I I'm, I love Will Smith. Oh, me too. There's not a whole lot that Will Smith can do that can really anger me, but that movie was one of them. So it's funny you mentioned I was also angry, but my anger turned into a, like a six to seven hour breakdown of me on my, at the time, fiance or boyfriend. I, at some, we were not married yet. So I was at his house and I was on the couch just bawling for like six hours straight. And he just had to like kind of, are you okay? We can't do suicide movies, guys. <laughs> For our own mental health and sanity. My, I'm not even kidding when I'm saying my therapist almost slapped me. Like, she was just like, what did you think you were doing? Why would you watch that? It wasn't my fault. I had no idea what that movie was about. Same. And Same. like I said, I watched it with an ex-boyfriend. He, he got it. He had heard good things about it. He loved it. He brought me into it. I watched it, and I just wanted to slap anyone who would put that into film and make it something that will last for generations. I'm also very angry about it. After I had my six-hour breakdown. Yeah. You guys had a scream fight over it? We did. How long? I mean, it was a while. It was (laughs) a, we need a break for like a day (laughs) to get over it. So yes, we're trying to give you context into movies we we can't, and the reason that same for me is mental health, can't do evil spirits movies, also like a mental health thing for me. And I think, yeah, I like I said, the, the speed limit there is I don't watch rated R movies, but then there is also, there are PG-13 movies I'm not going to watch. So you guys can suggest whatever you want, even if it's a horror movie, we will look up the synopsis, we will look at the, you know, cover art, any stories. If there's something we can't handle, we will let you know and we will apologize and say, sorry, we can't do it. Um, but if there is anything out there that you want us to do, um, specifically popular movies that are PG-13 or PG, we will definitely do. And yes. um, and we'll let you know when that episode is coming out on our Facebook page. And we do Warmly. Or Instagram. You can also message us on Instagram as yes, well. Yes, we do have an Instagram, Your Little Sisters Production, same as our Facebook. Uh, just to give you context, Lord of the Rings are some of our collective favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the limit on violence, I would say. 
the both yeah. of us. I think fantasy violence, like Lord of the Rings, is... We're totally fine fantasy, <laughs> sci-fi violence. I, for you guys, I might watch a war movie, but I really hate war movies. <laughs> I will, I do not mind war movies. I grew up watching war movies. I grew up watching... Well, we both grew up watching westerns, but I grew up watching westerns or World War II movies with my dad. That's like If you guys watched. have a western, I will watch a western. 100%. We will. We will. We will review the crap out of a western. My anything John Wayne. Anything John Wayne. I'm down. <laughs> or Jimmy Stewart. He was in at least one western. Yeah. And Shirley Temple was in a western too. <laughs> if you guys know any Shirley Temple movies, definitely recommend it too. Musicals. <laughs> Musicals would be great. I, I'm just gonna be surprised if anybody knows. Like a lot of our audience probably doesn't even know who Shirley Temple is, but. Or any musical that they want to recommend that come before High School Musical. Or after High School Musical. I would do uh, Greatest Showman. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's an idea, Greatest Showman. Also, any like original like made-for-TV movies, please send us made-for-TV movies. <laughs> that is our life blood. You don't understand. So much of our friendship has been spent watching <laughs> cheesy, badly made movies, and we love it. Anytime I see a bad, like a good bad movie, I always like recommend it to Laura <laughs> because yes. she she understands the good bad. Because there are movies out there that are legitimately bad. Seven yes. pounds. Um, but then there are movies. Airbender. Airbender. <laughs> Airbender. Um, but then there are movies that are good bad good bad to where they're so cheesy like they're so entertaining even though they're so cheesy and maybe they're not necessarily done well but there's characters that are done well or maybe there's like a really good story that's just the effects are really bad or maybe the dialogue is really funny but you're entertained that's what we mean by like good bad movies like legend with tom cruise and yeah legend with tom cruise is a very cheesy movie um, but it's, it's so entertaining <laughs> that you just love it. Yeah. So let us know what you guys want us to do. This is our take on Star Wars, the missed opportunities that they had when doing all of the Star Wars movies. I feel like Disney messed up only in the fact that I don't want to be like Disney ruined my childhood. It didn't, not in any way, but what they did mess up was having a cohesive trilogy because yeah. they didn't plan it out. Cause as much as the prequels sucked, at least things? they made sense in, like, yeah, the, the overall arching story was all the main characters were doing the main character thing. In 7, 8, and 9, the main characters were doing very different things and a lot, a lot of pointless things. So that's our, I think that's our overall take on Star Wars is I, we really like the original. They did have their issues, so they're not the perfect film. They are still really, really good films. And My the favorite. prequels have the issue of storytelling and timelines and bad CGI. The sequels have the issue of cohesiveness and pacing. I feel like 8 was too slow, 9 was too fast, and 7 was just confusing <laughs> and so it's like they none of them understood pacing in a single movie and so um overall one through nine the only thing i'd say is there are obviously um inconsistencies with how the force is explained throughout mm -hmm. all the movies it's different midichlorians are only mentioned in one through three we never hear of them again um force users in um seven eight and nine it they're way overpowered compared to what they are in any of the other movies so the force itself is not consistent in these movies at all and of course the timeline which we mentioned yeah particularly between three and four 
Especially well, and also three between six and seven because, like I like I had explained before, the how big the first order gets between six and seven is, is really ridiculous. Big. Like they got so huge. Which again, I think was just all the people in the empire who survived is kind of like. Because and and also I want to think about like so he had an uh, army of these planet killing. Star Destroyers or oh, whatever. In nine. in nine. Yeah. And that all happened <laughs> in about 20 years after he died. So he had to crawl himself like <laughs> Voldemort, pull himself out of, <laughs> of, doing Harry Potter next of being destroyed, <laughs> get to the Sith Temple in this incredibly far away. They've established it is very far away. It is on the outskirts of everything. He had to go all the way out there. Then he had to find all of his supporters <laughs> and then he had to build these ships because his droids are dead <laughs> you know like and all of that had to happen within about 20 years 20 to 30 years I the forest, yeah. yeah 30 years it's 30 years so in 30 years all of this happens and it's like we go from destroying the empire rechanging the government um all of this stuff and then the first order is Stealing children from, you know, outlining planets so much. They've brainwashed them completely. And now they're humongous. So the the shock of how big they are from six to seven and then going on to nine is... Disproportionate. Disproportionate. Everything in, the, everything in these movies is disproportionate. And again, not cohesive. As a production company, I feel like they should have had, this is what we want, this is what we're going to do, and we'll find people to fulfill it. Or they should have just stuck with Abrams, and we would just have had a nostalgic-filled trilogy. Yeah. Or had kept Ryan Johnson for nine, which would have angered a lot of people, sure, but a lot of people were angry at Abrams, so but what I know it, why they're angry. Yeah, and so I feel like you're not going to you're not gonna satisfy everybody, so might as well have a cohesive story. And as we said, nine reminded us of about like six other franchises throughout the whole thing so i watched another person another couple people's reviews of that movie and they did the same thing like <laughs> everybody had like it reminded me of this it was a, such a ripoff of infinity wars it was such yes. a ripoff of this and like like what movie can you not compare it to <laughs> i i even said princess bride and then later we compared it to yeah princess and then bride. later yeah and later she was mostly dead <laughs> exactly not all dead like literally everything in that movie came from another movie yeah and it, it was yeah, but I still, I really did enjoy it. Entertainment-wise, I still enjoyed Star Wars. I'm still a Star Wars fan. As much as I bag on them, I'm still a hardcore Star Wars fan. I love the movies, love everything to do with it. I want to go see or do the rides in Disneyland that have to do with Star Wars. Um, just because I can critique something and see the faults in it does not, for me, take away the entertainment factor. I agree. I think, well, and I think also being able to, like, being able to critique something that you love makes you love it that much more. <laughs> yes. Like, honestly, I can look at all the flaws that Star Wars have. Does that mean I'm not going to watch Star Wars? I mean, you heard how much I hated all of the CGI in episodes 1, 2, and 3. Now ask me how many times I've seen episode 1, 2, and 3. Like, because hating Because I love Star Wars and I love that universe. And Hayden Christensen's so pretty. And... <laughs> And, and, McGregor. <laughs> and I will watch 7, 8, and 9. Like, I didn't watch 9 in theaters. Um, 
but that's not rare for me. Like, I don't always watch movies in theaters, so. Especially ones that I'm really looking forward to. That's just the thing with me, is I'll be like, oh, I'm so excited to go see that movie. And then the next thing I know, it's like, out and streaming and I'm like oh yeah I forgot about that (laughs) and that's what happened with nine is I just kind of forgot about it because I am not one of those people who anticipates movies because if I do I get really frustrated and that's Harry Potter's fault because I got the books (laughs) when I when when everybody else did when four came out and I was actually the same age as Harry Potter and so I every year had a book and now like I never want to do that again (laughs) I am a binge watcher I'm like, I'll wait until the entire series is out before I go watch something. So, but then I'll just watch it over and over and over because I love it. And Star Wars is wonderful. So I will, I will watch seven, eight, nine. I will watch four, five, and six. And oh, one other thing I wanted to talk about before we go, Laura. Yes. You have a, you have a little girl. I do. Are you going to show her four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine? Or are you going to go one through, one through nine? And the thing is, she's going to grow up with me just watching them and whatever movie I have the fancy for is going to be on and I'm not going to stop her from being in the room, except maybe some more violent parts of eight and nine, depending on her age. Um, Because I don't want her like taking a stick and like whacking people, (laughs) you know, maybe poking people like not whacking them. Um, Because that's how I grew up. I didn't grow up. Well, no, I I did. I watched four, five or six first because I had to because one two and three came out when I was able to go to theaters but I don't remember the order in which I watched four five and six I always knew I do not remember a time not knowing who Vader was not knowing that moment when he tells Luke that he is his father yeah because that was something that people had brought up that I was thinking about because the point of watching them in theatrical release which is four five six one two three seven seven, eight eight, nine. nine um would be to keep the secrets because if you watch one two and three there's absolutely no question she literally has a kid named luke and leia it would take away from who luke i am your father which is not the line but (laughs) (laughs) but also the kissing of Luke luke and leia and so if you watch it one you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, you're going to be like, why is she kissing our brother? Yeah. You know, and so... I will say, I will watch You lose the six. twist. But at yeah. this point, since it's been out since 1977, if you don't know that Luke Skywalker is Darth Vader's son, and you don't know that Leia is his twin sister, that's kind of your own fault. You know, like, it's everywhere and stuff. And so I kind of feel like if people don't know that i would want like if they actually lived under like a rock and had no idea who you know darth vader was who luke skywalker was theatrical release order because then you actually get they get to have that shock in that moment Mm -hmm. um i would do the theatrical release if if you if any other reason if they know the spoilers of seven eight nine if they know that you know ray is palpatine's daughter or granddaughter like I would just say start from one and go through. Yeah. That's, but yeah. I will say I will most likely watch four through nine more than one, two, and three. Not Again, not because I hate Star Wars or anything, but out of all the trilogies, one, two, and three are probably the ones that I enjoy the least. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, re-watching <clears throat> for fun. Um, so well, she... you're married now, so Hayden Christensen's appeal is a lot less. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Ewan McGregor also kind of, yeah. it, it's kind of like, another meme where they have like Anakin like your your popularity has gone down or something because Obi-Wan <laughs> <laughs> because Obi-Wan and, because Obi-Wan and two and three 
more more so than in one but ideally i would want to have her grow up watching four five six one two three seven eight nine but i think it's kind of inevitable because we're going to be watching the movies as a family at one point um to have it to shield her from the secrets and so she knows like she's going to grow up knowing yeah. all the nerdy things because we're a nerd family here so but if i someone came to me and wanted to watch it i would absolutely watch it and th- even if they knew the secrets even if they knew the spoilers i would still be like theatrical release. theatrical release okay Although the only reason we didn't do it was because we wanted to go chronologically of the timeline to get to see how it worked yes. with all of them. Yes. Um, so one thing, one more thing is Palpatine. So Palpatine is literally the bad guy in all of the, like, so it's not really the Star the, the Skywalker saga. It is the Palpatine saga because he is in every episode. Yes. Like, like seven and eight, you don't know that he's in, but he's, he's still the bad guy in those. You just don't know it yet. And so he is literally the bad guy in all of the movies until he finally is killed by his granddaughter, Ray in 9. And I feel like... But is he dead this time? Right. Because sure? <laughs> we thought he was dead before. Well, I don't know. It's Disney, so they'll probably have another series, another trilogy coming out. They promised it was the end, but you know Disney. <laughs> yeah. So that would be my... My last final thought is Palpatine. Palpatine. Like, he was a very good bad guy. There was no point in which you didn't, like, know he was a bad guy. Like, yeah, he's he a bad always, guy. Yeah. He's always the evil emperor. My last thought is that Nine gave us more questions than answered. What is a force dyad? It's a yin yang. What is. <laughs> what that has to do with anything? I don't know. Why, why that gave Emperor Palpatine more power? Mm hmm. Like, how did the Sith following become a thing? Oh, like, I feel like it just left us with more... I'm not looking to have the answers now. I'm just kind of putting out there, like, it, it gave us a lot of questions I didn't have time to answer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know for a fact, but maybe these are questions J.J. Abrams wanted in 8 to have 9 answer. And he still they were, they were still critical to how he wanted 9 to go, so we had them in 9 and we just didn't have the time to get full answers because we had so much filler with this knife quest well i honestly don't mind having some unanswered i am not the type of person who likes the not knowing how things end inception yeah i'm I'm not an (laughs) i'm not a fan of how inception ended um because i like happy endings and i like big bows on things wrap it up tight um but i feel like there is some point where interpretation is fine and i think this one because you never know if Star Wars is ever actually ending, and because there's so many inconsistencies throughout all of these movies, <laughs> like it's kind of like you have to interpret things. And like you said, you know, there is books and there's comics and there's TV shows and there's animated TV shows. There's so much content around this universe and none of it is consistent that not having the answers is just kind of a Star Wars thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but we again, we still love it, even with everything. We're still Star Wars fans. I didn't like any of the movies or anything less for having done this. And I might I like less some of the fans bullying, but yeah. that's about it. So signing off for the last time about Star Wars until we do another Star Wars movie. Yeah, we <laughs> might. Let us know if you want us to do Rogue One and Solo. 
Romantic. I'll give you a hint. I didn't like Solo, and I didn't like Rogue One very much. So. I have a crush on the blind Asian in Rogue One. <laughs> I think Solo would have been a perfectly good movie if it had nothing to do with Han Star Solo. Wars. That's how I felt about eight. Yeah, like like if it had nothing to do, like it could be in the Star Wars universe. It just it shouldn't have been called Solo. It shouldn't have been about Han. It should have been about some random person, and I would have liked it better as a movie. It didn't make sense with Han's character. So if you want to so hear, hear more about that rant, I gotcha. And, I, and maybe if I watch it again, I'll like it. But let us know if you want us to do Solo and and if you want us to do The Mandalorian as well. We'd be willing to do that. So let us know on our Facebook page and signing off. And thank you so much, everybody. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Your Little Sisters Productions. Yes. Thank you very much. And we will be back with The Last Airbender. That was so much fun. <laughs> Guess how much we liked that movie. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear about it. <laughs>